Charlie Blue blazes do you think that red-headed nephew of mine's up to this time? Well, hop to the hog water, Gussie. Let's go find out. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of That's a Random, a random movie podcast. Yeah, I'm still doing this shit. <laughs> Today's movie. I say today. I have to even stop saying next week because it's not weekly anymore. I do it like every two weeks now because I got a life. Um, <laughs> this episode's movie, Roll Thunder Roll from 1949, or, well, or Red Rider in Roll Thunder Roll from 1949. Uh, the second of four Red Rider films. I guess they're, I mean, they're under an hour long, but I guess that counts as a movie back in 1949. Um, based on a comic strip and a radio show. This is my thing. All you hear all about, like, oh, why are there three MCU movies every year? Blah, over. All four of these Red Rider movies came out in the same year. In a year when there were probably 87 other Westerns that came out. So shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Rolled yeah, this better. was like num- number three, I think, of those four. And it's from what I've read from people that it were into kind of these like Western movies. A lot of people said like, this is the worst one of the well, four. So of course that's the one um, I got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I could probably agree with that. Cause like it has to be, <laughs> I don't know. This one was a doozy. <laughs> I mean, it was almost, it was funny because you have to laugh at some of this really old, ridiculous stuff, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, two years later, they did a pilot to try to turn it into a TV show and that, didn't take off so that was it we have the four movies and the one pilot which is probably lost to time i imagine and that, that's it mm-hmm. for the red rider these other voices you're hearing which i did not introduce <laughs> yet sitting immediately to my right carrie claypool lambert yep it's that's hard to me. not just say carrie claypool but it's not your name anymore it's carrie claypool lambert hyphens baby yeah and sitting hundreds of miles to my <laughs> south south yeah. West? Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emily's something like again. that. Welcome back, we're, Emily. We're it's been a while. Yay! Yes, I'm back. It's been forever. Like, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you when the last one is because it's just been so wild around here lately. And yeah, everyone's kind of been doing their stuff. And I miss you all. <laughs> I'm looking right now to see if the pilot is like on the internet somewhere because i'm always like it has to be on the internet like everything's on the internet we'll see so it was a like a a series a tv show they try yeah they tried red rider according to imdb anyway there was these four movies and then the same cast was back in 1951 for a red rider one episode so you can watch it on youtube um I'm fine. Yeah, there's a <laughs> bunch of stuff on YouTube. That won't just be look necessary. up uh, Yeah, just look up Red Rider TV pilot and it's boop, it'll pop right up. I mean, I know everyone's like chomping on the bit to go check that out right now, but I had to see. Well, and this is also <laughs> I mean, this is also based based on a comic strip and a radio so it's not like, you know, this idea of like, oh no, Everything's based on something now. Nobody writes anything original. Oh my God, go back. Everything was based on a radio serial or a comic strip or everything cyclical, man. We'll be back to, you know. Or like novels and stuff. That was really popular. Yeah, novels were a really big thing uh, to, and and all that kind of stuff to end up doing movies. Because it's like, 
once they could do things, especially once it got into color, they're like, yeah, we're going to do everything. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like now, I mean, it's always been that way, like you said. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at this stuff. That I... <laughs> the sky um, is not falling, that's my point. One of the first things I looked up was like the cast and um, – I was trying to see if there was actually any people of color uh, <laughs> in oh, the you mean show. Little Brown Jug is not uh, an authentic Native American. <laughs> his name is Don Reynolds. Yes, his real name is Don Reynolds, but he went by the stage name of Little Brown Jug. And in this film, he portrays Little Beaver. Little Beaver. With blue eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know With, if like, they... With, like, definitely makeup on. <laughs> And I mean, like the worst native dress, like stereotypical native dress that you'll see. It's like the one feather headband. It's a part. It's party city discount bin Mm -hmm. costume. Yeah, yeah, and and no shirts. And he always did. He added the um to everything. Did y'all notice that? That's the big problem. Is that everything? And I wanted to like put a jacket on this kid. Like as a mom, everybody else is fully clothed, and he has no shirt on. He's gonna get a. Well, like, you know chill. the savages. They can't be bothered oh. with yeah, shirts. Oh, my exactly. gosh. Well, but yeah, he did not have a sentence that didn't include, like... Um, <laughs> um, very like, broken. Like, as an example. Like, um, like, not um, oh, like see, I yeah, keep saying I, um, but... Like, I look him over there. He ride him horse. Um, like, <laughs> go fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very not okay. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting and then also i thought like just the whole storyline behind it is well that was very all over the place but i mean it was a bunch of white guys like trying to frame uh you know a mexican guy basically and it's like uh like this is news (laughs) well i guess kind of kind of to its credit a little bit the yeah well, they say he's a California, like he's California yeah. Mexican, so maybe he's. Well, but well, yeah, I mean he's like he's like a Robin like Hood type Spanish. figure, mm-hmm. who's El Conejo, yeah, the rabbit, uh, mm-hmm. who's robbing from the rich and giving to the poor, and it's the white guys who are the villains of the film. So that's yeah. kind of in, an interesting for 1949 take yeah. on things, I guess. Well, and I was trying to figure out, I don't know for sure, if El Conejo and his, once again, their outfits, too, were kind of like, oh, are you kidding me? His writer friend that I don't even think had a name. Felipe. I don't think either one of, yeah, there we go. He was dressed like a <laughs> the three that mouse cartoon. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, um, Speedy, shoot, Speedy Gonzalez? His, Speedy Gonzalez, yeah, but like the yellow the three caballeros? Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, he looks like that cartoon mouse. Like, they're really racist. It was very, you could tell, like, there weren't any people of color consulted, really, when this was made. Um, It it definitely dates itself. (laughs) It's it's, it's 1949. It's shocking that they weren't (laughs) way worse than this. Oh my gosh, yeah. As as they Um, say, product of its time. I said, because I was trying to write really fast, and I don't usually, like, write, write, like, with a pen hardly anymore. I'm mostly typing, but I put like one Mexican guy was legit dressed like the cartoon mouse because I couldn't think of the <laughs> <laughs> Gonzalez at the moment. Oh, I knew I'd have to look that the up. Costumes were over the top. Well, the yeah, like even Red Riders, R R for Red Rider. That was impractical. Well, 
Well, he had, I mean, he had that, like, wave, like, the wave hair yeah. uh, style that was, like, I have never seen a cowboy wear their hair like that. Like, he, he had his hat cocked up. Like, I'm from Kansas, y'all. I have seen real cowboys. Like, yeah, they all look real clean. That's all in this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, think, I mean, the only yeah. one that actually it's looked cool. natural on a horse was the little boy. Oh, yeah. And he actually, looked good on a horse. And that's interesting. He, he, she's probably going to say what I was about to say. Go ahead. He started um, his whole acting career at three and a half, and he was well-known. He got hired a lot as, like, a child actor to do, like, horse tricks and and horse riding, stuff like that. Um, But then he later went on to become an animal trainer um, on a lot of sets for, you know, big movies and everything. He was in – he did the animal training in Fellowship of the Rings for Lord of the Rings. All three Lord of the Rings movies. He was the horse trainer. He just had – And Santa Claus, too. He had, like, a natural, like, Mm -hmm. ease around animals. Everyone else with the horses was like, I'm on a horse. Okay, I'm on a horse. But he was like – Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. (laughs) Yeah. He was just, like, sliding around them, all natural, like – he was uh, just yeah you can tell people who like actually are familiar with horses mm-hmm. uh beyond the stage um because yeah there's that level of comfort that you have to have to really actually ride horses mm-hmm. regularly and usually there's a relationship between the horse and their rider um that you have to kind of foster because you know it's like i don't know how much y'all know about horses but it's like uh, I was surrounded a lot by horses, obviously, in Kansas. I know how to ride and all that. Yeah, I um, with them. I, we used to have a couple here, but then the kids who rode them grew up, so we don't have horses anymore. Yeah. I would love to have at least one if I had the room, but, I mean, whew, they ta- they need a lot of room and a lot of attention that I just don't have. And hay is expensive these days. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, everything absolutely. is. I'm trying to keep my chickens fed, um, and they're ridiculous. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, he... You could tell he knew how to get a horse, you know, to have that kind of relationship that you have to have with the horse to actually show comfort between the two. Um, So, yeah, he could be one of us. I mean, considering a lot of us have like, like autistics, I mean, (laughs) or neurodivergence, a lot of us have like a special language and stuff or special relationships with animals. And I think a lot of it has to do with language and the way we experience the world. But anyways, you know, I always have to bring up something. Right, right. But I thought that was really interesting. I mean, Lord of the Rings was awesome. They had so many horses and stuff like that. So this was shot in, oh, 40, yeah. in 49. My dad is, was born in 49 and he's 70. So oh my God. All, think, all of these people are dead. Except. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Just to think of how many years, how, you know, he was just a little boy. Yeah. And yeah. then to I go from 49 to what year was Lord of the Rings shot? 2000. Well, it came out in 2001, so probably 99, 2000. Yeah, so he was, he'd had a 60 year career of working with mm-hmm. animals then in the movies. That's really, wow. that's really kind of cool. But you can see, especially yeah, there's really a part amazing. where Buckskin falls off the horse <laughs> and the kid, little beaver, he just like <laughs> slides off his horse and he kneels down. He's, like hunkered down underneath the horse in a that's way cool. that mm-hmm. I would that that's terrifying to me. I would never do that. Yeah, <laughs> I would never yeah. do that. So but he's no just one very but a comfortable. No should do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I was I was the same way when yeah, with the other guy um which he's a whole other 
barrel of fish. When he did that, I was like, no, 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 no. Cause like, you know, I know a lot of the different rules that I mean, especially kids, you know, shouldn't be under the horse. They shouldn't be behind the horse. You have to be really careful not to startle them. So I'm yeah. like, I really hope someone's holding that. <laughs> right. Yeah, As a I was mom. Kind of thinking the same. <laughs> like, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. But that kid just knew what he was doing. Yeah, he was, he was a natural. Yeah, in the first couple minutes of this movie, we're introduced to like so many people. characters. There's this, at one point, there's like eight people in a room at one point, and I'm like, I have to keep track of all of these people because there's the aforementioned little beaver. There's Buckskin, who is they call him the town drunk, and he behaves like a drunk, but yeah. we never see him drinking. Never. So Mm-mm. I don't know if that was a, like, a practices and standards thing for at the time. You couldn't wow. show alcohol consumption. I don't know. He usually has like the little, you know. I mean, a lot of times you see like the brown jug, even right. in the cartoons. It's like they had that comical brown jug with the cork in it, it had like three X's <laughs> on the label. I'm like, well, I thought, I mean, really, it was, it was kind of offensive, even to, you know, to drunk people. <laughs> he was just very like, uh, he was a train wreck. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was and, like, and I didn't even catch really that he was the drunk. I kind of assumed it. Um, but I almost thought, you know, the way they portrayed him, he was like a senile old man. But yeah, Ugh. sorry. Well, he anyways. was he was uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he That's talks. <laughs> he talks like remember in Blazing Saddles, the, the town hall meeting scene, and the prospector, grizzled old prospector, gets up and just mm-hmm. rattles off a bunch of gibberish. That's how this guy talks yeah. all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, dag garnet, but like, yeah pigs to popsicles or whatever the hell just nonsense he said like three or four minutes Mm -hmm. in i was thinking you know what i should have been keeping a tally of all the stupid catchphrases his little folksy yeah that they say oh it got old his i mean and his were so out there um i don't know if maybe they maybe that's just a culture clash from it being so old or whatever but it's like i mean it wasn't even like darn tootin you know Mm -hmm. it was weird stuff that he was saying <laughs> but he's like the comic relief. So we've got yeah. those two. Mm-hmm. We've got Red Rider himself, which I, I don't know, gin, ginger representation. <laughs> um, and then, but he's not the marshal. There's a marshal, Bill, who's the marshal for the town. There's is it Carol? Is that her name? The receptionist lady. Yeah. Whose uncle was the barber. Yeah. Yeah. We meet yes. Carol. Her. She is apparently in a relationship with. Not Red Rider, which I thought at first, but she's with Marshall Bill. Her uncle, Happy the Barber. <laughs> like, And then there's Aunt, there's Red Rider's Aunt somebody. Aunt Duchess mm-hmm. is her name. Mm-hmm. So there's like eight people in this room immediately. And you're like, what? Well, hang on, slow down. And Ace, he's in cahoots yeah, with Happy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. It was so all over the place. It was, but it was I, was I had to have subtitles on and I had to stop occasionally because I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I, we got interrupted by a baby who wouldn't sleep, oh. and then I got interrupted by a teenager who needed picked up from work. So we watched it in chunks. I did too. Well, and again, and it's, it's kind of one of those. Long. Right, right. <laughs> That's why I said I thought it was like ninety because, like, I had to space it out too. It's like I watched the first twenty minutes, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna walk away and take a brain break for a second mm-hmm. because I was just like, I need to think on this, and then I'd go back, and those last like. 15 minutes <laughs> so much there was a lot <laughs> yeah it drags it definitely drags so there's a robbery well the cul- oh, yeah, yeah. the culver's place out in the wherever has been Josh burned down Culver. that's the of course we don't see that because they don't have that kind of budget to be burning houses down but 
Yeah, Red Rider's gotten word. The Culver's place is burned down. Him and the Marshal need to go check it out. And in a kind of a scene we don't see, they've done that. And then they've found on the scene, they found these silver, this pair of silver conchas, which I get, are they like, what's the, like, not lapel pins, but like uh, for your oh, sleeve. Like, um, like jewelry. Uh shell kind of um cufflinks yeah are they like cufflinks oh. or like for a hat i don't know but this little silver and they have found those at the scene of a number it's the trademark of this el canejo the rabbit who is yeah he's like a robin hood type figure he steals from people who have kind of stolen from the little guy and gives it back to the little guy but red rider kind of immediately has doubts that like yeah but this doesn't really fit his mo because they like burned this guy's house down and stole all his cattle and then that doesn't seem like him, but we did find his signature, so I guess it must be. But he has his doubts right away. Well, because, like, he usually would, like, do that to rich people or whatever, like you said earlier. And these people were, like, dirt poor. They didn't even have anything to really steal. Like, yeah. he, he said, you know, they had a couple of cows or something like that. So They were excited because really they were character. about to pay off their farm. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, they were just getting ready to celebrate or something, yeah. and then everything they lost everything yeah i was like oh well and they even said like like you said they were skeptical right at the beginning a, a little bit just because they were saying el canejo wasn't even supposed to be in the area mm-hmm. at that point in time he had been seen like way far like not anywhere where he could be close by um so it was really kind of sketchy a little bit right from the beginning and then we need to talk about the scene in the in the in that secret house the secret hideout thing can you all tell me, like, I thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever, where he's getting ready to shoot Red Rider like three different times. It doesn't. And Red Rider's just, and he's like, "You're so brave." I think it's. I think it's because El Canejo is a Robin Hood type. He's not like mm-hmm. a killer. He doesn't want to go around killing people. Yeah. I think he was kind of testing Red Rider, like, oh, I'm going to shoot you mm-hmm. now. We're going to do about it. Oh, nothing? Well, uh, I'll give you another chance. I'm going to put your gun down here and we'll, like, draw at the same time. Oh, you're not going to shoot me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he was giving him yeah. chances so he didn't have to kill him. Yeah. Right. Well, strange. yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Well, and then I think, yeah, like you said, he's more bark than bite. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not really a villain, even though he's been villainized. Because it's like, yeah, we're always going to root for the underdog. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's stealing from the rich, like, eat the rich, dude. <laughs> Go ahead. But anyways, yeah. Those, I thought that whole scene was kind of like, okay, we could wrap this up and, like, mm-hmm. you know. Did we even need this scene? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it did show the relationship a little. Red Rider was more and more and more, like, you know, knowing that it wasn't actually El Conejo, that he was getting framed. So, yeah, I, I can see why it had to kind of help push push the story forward a little bit. I want to talk about Happy the Barber for a second, because in that first scene when he's standing around with everybody, he's just like, because the marshal and Red Rider are talking about what happened out at the Culver's you know, farm or whatever. <laughs> Happy the Barber is like lighting his pipe. He's like, well, I'm just a town barber, but here's what I think. And it was just such a, I don't know, it struck me as funny the way, like, who does that? <laughs> like, oh, I'm just... I'm the bag boy at the grocery store, but here's what I think. (laughs) Like, well, then why are you talking? If you're just a town barber and you just admitted that, you have no jurisdiction or opinion here. So why don't you go give somebody a shave and shush. Am I the only one that thought that whole conversation between him and his niece was really creepy? Because he kept, like, 
saying stuff like, oh, well, you're such a good looking woman. You know, you'll, it'll, it'll all work out. I don't know. It just felt like he was kind of a creeper. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was 100%. just me by then. Because <laughs> it started, it starts out okay. Well, first he has this weird, he's like some poet once said, a woman is but a bone and something and a hank of hair and he's like but the he, god sure put them together nice and I'm like all right all right right seat belt on buddy and then because he, he's talking yeah. to his knees and he's like well you're a very beautiful woman i'm like all right i i accept you know you could say that but then he keeps going where he's like exactly. red riders or marshall beals real lucky to have you and like going and i'm like whoa buddy yeah like he's Pump way too interesting <laughs> Yeah, it's like one of those where it's like, oh, okay, like you said, you let him slip the, you know, the one time. It's like, okay, maybe that's not creepy. But yeah, I got to like where it was cringe. It was like, I can't keep watching this. He needs to stop. <laughs> Even the girl kind of looked creeped out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had wrote down, I wanted to, and then I didn't because I was distracted with baby and everything, to keep track of how many times they said, now wait a minute. <laughs> Because it was said so many times. Now, wait a minute. Yeah, they had a really, like, narrow um, vocabulary on this script. It was, like, same phrases over and over. A lot of, like, weird made-up slang. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been funny. I wonder now. Got my analytical brain going. Yeah. So there's there's this kind of rich guy around town, Ace Hanlon, and his kind of right-hand goon, Wolf. Or hanging out at the saloon, and El Conejo just shows up. Like nobody, I guess nobody saw him. <laughs> he just appears, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm blame you for like I didn't burn that place down. Why are people running around with my name in their mouth saying I'm doing stuff? I don't know how El Conejo knew it was him. I mean, it is him, but <laughs> I don't know how he knew that. But he's like, you know, you're giving me a bad reputation, so I guess I'm gonna, have to, I guess I'm gonna have to, like shoot you right here in the saloon, <laughs> and no one is reacting. Usually, guns come out of the saloon. People, like, flip the table over and hide behind it. The bartender's diving behind it. No, the bartender's just standing there watching this conversation. Because he's right ahead in the script and he knows everything's going to be fine. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. There's there's no reaction, not enough reaction from anybody. And then Red Rider and the Marshal come in behind El Conejo. And are like, no, we have our guns on you. And even he's like, he doesn't even attempt to, like, fight his way out of it. Or he's just like, oh, I guess they got me and puts his gun away. Like... Like, everyone is so subdued. Yeah, yeah. Except for Buckskin either, is so I, over the top. <laughs> exactly. It was, and that's what I was going to say. It's like either one extreme or the other. Because yeah. then there was like that fight scene where it's like, you know, they dubbed in like the smack noises yeah. and it's way exaggerated. And they're just basically flipping each other over in circles over and over again mm-hmm. for several minutes. It's a borderline um, so, yeah. slap fight. Like, it's, <laughs> like the punches <laughs> are the least convincing it's like, eh, I got you in the stomach. <laughs> like, but it's, he didn't really pull back very well, far. Yeah, when you could see the air that when he's like punching across, like <laughs> he would not keep going if he was actually punching anything. And you could see the air in between his hand and the other person's body. I'm like, so funny. Ooh, thank goodness we have better technology now. But that is not okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was exaggerated fight scene choreography. Mm-hmm. Especially when they did the time jump montage where all they were showing was like a bunch of fire and raiding. And I, I don't know. I got really lost there. Me too. Um, but it was like the same kind of 
footage just rolled over and over and over again. It was really random and it went on a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Marshall Bill goes out to talk to Josh and his daughter, Dottie, whose farm got burned down. There's a long conversation about how, you know, oh, they're going to rebuild. Everything's okay. And they He's trying to comfort talking Dottie. about their grandparents. That's a question they... I have. What year, what year do you imagine this would be? It's got to be like, what, 18? It's probably after the gold rush, so... Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. the 1860s, 1870s. And he's talking about how his grandfather came here in a wagon. So that would be what? Oh, yeah. The 1770s? Well, oh. I suppose back then your grandfather, you could be a grandfather at like 40 and then die. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm betting is they were kind of counting on that where it's like, yeah, people live to like 20 or 30 Especially if you had kids, like, they, the women didn't last long, <laughs> that kind of thing. No one lasted as long as they do now. Yeah, I so. guess I don't think... I'm trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, wow, his granddad, what year would that have been then? It's a bit, I don't know if that adds up, but yeah, maybe it does. He's, he's his own grandpa. Like that, <laughs> that could be. <laughs> so, yeah, they're out riding around, looking, I guess, looking for... Well, because he's locked El Conejo... Mm-hmm. Up. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why they're That's kind around. of a trap. But Buckskin gets a Charlie horse, and so they have to leave him behind. Oh. There's horses and gunshots, and Buckskin tells little Beaver, knock on that pony. <laughs> that was one thing. I was like, what does that even mean? Knock That's just weird. on that pony. Like, you know, I don't know if it's like when you squeeze your legs together to signal it to go. Knock yeah, I off. think, yeah, they meant, like, when you, I mean, kick, you don't really, yeah. like, kick, but when you kick a horse to get them to, to giddy up, basically. But, yeah, yeah I've never That's heard it so called weird. knocking. Me either. The, I'm telling you, the slang was so out there. It was, it was random. Yeah, mm-hmm. skin's folksy nonsense. Red gets captured by El Conejo's men, and he gets, well, he gets brought Brought to El Conejo, and this is the scene you were talking about where El Conejo's like, well, you know, you can't be chasing me. I'm going to have to shoot you. But how lucky is it that it was almost like a minute? Because he's like, <laughs> when the clock strikes, look at the clock. It's one minute to three. When the clock strikes three, <laughs> we're going to draw our guns and shoot, you know. It's like, well, what if it? What if he'd shown up at 2.48? You're going to stand there for 12 minutes and wait? Just hang on. Just hang on. These old clocks don't make, don't do shit for sound until on the hour, so... We're just going to stand here and look grimly at each other for like 11 and a half more minutes. Cool. Yeah. So very lucky that it was a minute to three. But because they kind of, they both get the sense that they're honorable men because Red Rider has a chance. He outdraws El Conejo and instead of shooting him, he shoots the gun out of his hand. So they both have kind of come to a truce of like, I knew you weren't a bad guy. I knew you weren't a bad guy. Here's what we're going to do. They can't frame you for things anymore if we know where you are. So let me put you in jail for a couple days. And then if they keep doing this stuff, we'll know it's not you, or they'll have to stop doing it. So Red Rider's trying to formulate this plan. He agrees. They lock him up in the cell back in town. <laughs> There's a scene. Well, and then Buckskin pulls up because he had knocked himself out with a branch. Slapsticky shit that he's doing the whole movie. And this guy is also like a habitual liar because he's constantly talking about how he was wild built. Hickok's deputy, which and everybody's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right. But he rolls up and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I fell so behind. You should have seen it. I got jumped by twenty, no, thirty men, and I. T- <laughs> by which he means a branch. So he's constantly like bullshitting this weird old man. Yeah. And there's a scene of 
Happy the Barber and Hanlon kind of passively, passive-aggressively plotting. <laughs> like, it's hard to tell that they... Looking back on it, knowing that they're both in cahoots and they're both the bad guys. But if, when you don't know that, this scene doesn't really make sense because no one else is around to hear them. They could just be talking normally and hatching the plan. But instead, they're very... Trying to be subtle and passive-aggressive about it, where he's like... Well, I don't know. I think if uh, he got locked up, maybe some of his, <clears throat> maybe some of Al Conejo's men would come and break him out. You know what I mean? Wink, 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 wink. You know? And he's like, I do know what you mean. That could very well happen. <laughs> Suck on your pipe. Like, you don't, no one else is listening. You don't need to talk like this. You could just have a conversation <laughs> where you're yeah. making evil plans, but they're doing it very, because they don't want us to know. Yeah. They want it to seem like the barber is just making conversation and Hanlon is stealing his ideas. But right. In retrospect, they're in cahoots. They we're in cahoots already, mm-hmm. so they didn't need to have this conversation this way. It's only for our benefit that they're doing it so well, subtly. And they they did everything in such a wacky like type of order. I mean, uh, where you don't have the right context during that conversation, it does kind of seems out of left field and really kind of yeah fake. Yeah. <laughs> we're like okay. But I guess we, we did establish earlier that Happy the Barber does like to interject his opinion into other people's business. <laughs> like, yes. I may just be the barber, yeah. but here's my thoughts on law enforcement. That's true. Well, and what kind of made him even creepier was that he was behind it the whole time, but then he's also telling his niece, like, he's trying to be, you know, like a father figure to his niece and completely lying to her face while he says how much he loves her and how beautiful she is because, like, she doesn't know that he's kind of in cahoots so that was weird right and is more than happy to kill her boyfriend if he has to (laughs) yeah break her heart he was kind of yeah he was really a bad guy if you sit down and think about it like Mm-mm. Cheshire Cat, because he had mm-hmm. everyone charmed, and he, he had the big grin, and he was lying through his teeth the entire time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And part of the bad guy's plan is, so they've got El Conejo locked up in the cell. Carol goes across the street to the barbershop and finds her uncle the barber knocked out on the floor, and his place has been robbed. Which we will come to find out was, he's pretending, and it's a distraction. So she runs back across the street, oh, go, Red Rider, Marshall, Bill, my... Somebody, somebody attacked my uncle, come help. And instead of leaving one of the competent people here to guard El Conejo from what is an obvious distraction, they both go across the street and leave drunk-ass Buckskin to guard El Conejo mm-hmm. by himself, and he immediately passes out, mm-hmm. of course. And Hanlon's men, the least stealthy group of thugs I've ever seen, because they are literally standing across the street from the jail with masks on their faces and their black hats, just eyeballing the, watching her go across the street, watching her come back, like anybody can see you, man. Red Rider and the marshals should come out of the jail and go, hey, what the fuck are those guys doing? <laughs> Who are those guys? Is that Hanlon and his men? It is. Let's go arrest them. How did you miss them? <laughs> this one street it's not like they're down the road or anything it's like they have to see them <laughs> right there going across your town is like one not, street. <laughs> yeah yeah they were not sneaky about it at all and i'm like well i, I don't even know <laughs> so the choices made were like did not make sense at all no. <laughs> not but it at works because they all they come in even though it was already passed out they knock buckskin out <laughs> and then free el conejo and take take him with them the idea being that now we can get back to our crime because if nobody knows where El Caneo is, we can pin it on him. Which exactly, I don't, I don't know why you need to. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> That's, I'm not saying it makes a lot of sense, but 
Red Rider is bummed out because he feels like he's made a mistake by with his whole put him in jail plan. Like he got duped, basically. Well, you did he get duped because the guys who did it were you, you literally walked past them. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> this is your fault for being not very observant. I think your plan was sound until you stopped paying attention to your surroundings. Uh, yeah. They make him out to be kind of like this, oh, you know, really like, just amazing dude. And I'm like, really, what did he do? He just kind of wandered around. I mean, he first suspected El Caneo wasn't, you know, guilty. But I mean, that was really about it. <laughs> he didn't also, do he's that not, much. He's not Marshall Bill. He's not the Marshall of this town. What jurisdiction, you know, what power does he actually have? He's just a roving like, hero who comes and helps out, but he's kind of stationed yeah. in this town. Like, you have no authority he here, sir. You don't have a badge on. You just have a red shirt. Well, and maybe it's because we don't have context from the first two movies. Maybe they explain all of that, like, in the first two, I guess. Maybe it's something maybe. you have to watch, kind of <laughs> like the whole thing. So I'm like, dude, who is this guy? Like, yeah. Mm-mm. I wouldn't let some guy run around with a gun who's just, like, badged himself or something as the cop. Um, mm. And he's got a big ego. Well, this is the wild okay. west, man, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's walking around with a gun. so red goes across he thinks he knows what's up so he goes back over to this he goes over to the saloon he tells buckskin to take little beaver and go buy him some well gumdrops or something like don't follow me and let me handle this this might get ugly i don't want you guys here so he goes in this is where he winds up getting in a fist fight with wolf it was like it made that like i could just imagine people standing there and like clapping their hands (laughs) to make that noise because it was like a really I don't know, exaggerated punching noise. Like what you hear on a cartoon kind of thing. Yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. And again, nobody's react. Like everyone else in the, in the saloon just kind of steps back and the stone face watches. None of them really seem invested in it. Or... No. <laughs> I mean, they're like breaking furniture in this dude's bar, like you said. And he's just like, okay, whatever. I would be out there screaming. And I mean, if he obviously probably had a gun himself. He could have, you know, shot a bullet or something like that and kind of startled everyone into like chilling out i don't know <laughs> something nope yeah. just have a brawl in the bar so i don't even know how because i don't he doesn't arrest wolf i don't think so i don't know what even the point of that was no. but bill comes back over and at this point marshall bill like bitch slaps him <laughs> like, he's, he's, <laughs> like they get in an argument and he slaps red rider in the face and red rider's like oh i guess i deserve that we're friends don't worry about it is this when they shake hands yeah because Whoever else is in the room was like, whoa, you hit him. That's not cool. And he's like, hey, part of being friends is that every once in a while, you got to slap your friend. We're cool. And he shakes his hand. Like, yeah. All I'm right. Sorry, this is a code Red. of the West, I guess. I don't know. Never heard that. There word. were a lot of unhealthy lessons in this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even yeah, remember what yeah. he hit him for. I don't. Just like. Yeah. He just said, I'm sorry. Your plan Red isn't working. Or, I don't know. But he has a new plan now. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to dress Buckskin up as El Caneo. Because I guess you can just go buy an El Caneo outfit at, well, yeah, you can, at Party America, like I said. Just don't. this. Because they are, you know, the same size and build. Not mm-hmm. remotely. Didn't not even close. No. But, and that'll be good enough. And we'll be seen riding around with him. And then Hanlon's guys will think that he's, we're taking him somewhere? To the county seat jail? Yeah, to the county seat where they can't get to mm-hmm. him anymore. Yeah. And they'll panic yeah. and come after us. Well, I guess before this was the scene where there was a scene where, because Wolf and Hanlon's guys take 
El Canejo out to another farm to mm-hmm. really set the uh, wrap the frame job in stone. Mm-hmm. They force him at gunpoint. Like you go up to that door and knock on it so that when a guy enters, he sees El Canejo and then we'll handle the rest. And he mm-hmm. like escapes from that. It was like a shootout or something. He got it. nobody ever gets shot in this, but he gets away. Yeah, there's a lot of gunplay. And no one's ever yeah. <laughs> actually. They well, wave things very, around very end, like it's nothing. But... Oh yeah, it was it was ridiculous. But this works. And they trick that... Hanlon and his goons. Happy walks into the barbershop, sees Red Ryder like going through his drawers. He's like, "Hey man, what's like? I don't really care for this, but <laughs> Red's like, oh, I just came to get a, you know get a shave." And he's like, "All right." Red sits down in the chair. He's looking at him. He's like, just smooth as a baby's ass, this guy's face. It's yeah, like, he what doesn't you, need a shave. I said that to Heath. I was said, he doesn't need a shave. And literally then... The next line. <laughs> he's like, you don't need a shave. Yeah. But he's going to pull a Sweeney Todd on this yeah. guy because he's got him in the chair. And he's like, oh, you shouldn't have come in here and looked through my drawers. He's like, yeah, because I found these. I found the silver tranches that we mm-hmm. you know that we found laying around that we thought were El Canejo's but you've been like planting them places and he's got the razor at his neck like he's gonna this should be the end of Red Rider if he would stop speechifying him and just do it <laughs> well and it's like dude this guy's supposed to be like super street smart or whatever like western cowboy and then he's like yeah definitely give me a shave where I'm going to expose my neck <laughs> to your blade and then t- you know tell you the it just made no sense. I'm it's, like, like, it's only because I know you're going to do a monologue that I feel safe to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so like, then he's Buckskin, really with it, that guy. Buckskin busts in. Well, Hanlon comes in. Red Rider's trying to fight Hanlon and Happy at the same time. Buckskin comes in and blasts. It's like the only death in the movie. Shoots. Who? I, I'm still not clear on who he shot. Did he shoot Hanlon or did he shoot Happy the Barber? I thought he shot Ace, but I could be wrong. I think it was Ace because Carol would have been really sad her uncle died. But maybe not because this movie's weird. <laughs> yeah, because the next yeah, scene... Yeah, I didn't... I don't even know. And that's it. The villain's plan is broken. And then the next yeah, scene is all the heroes standing around talking. Because Happy yeah. goes to shoot and then he does get shot because Buckskin comes in and stops it. I okay, think it so... Was, maybe it was Happy. I don't know. Because if Happy the Barber is dead, the next scene is... <laughs> Every, all our heroes and their extended family, I guess, standing around the office again. And Marshall Bill and Carol are talking about how maybe they'll get married now and this and that. And she, her uncle has either gone to jail and been exposed as the mastermind behind this farm burning plot. And isn't he like a father figure to her? Or he's been gut shot by the town drunk and is dead. And she doesn't care either way. Whichever one it is, she is unfazed by this... Yeah. Learning of this betrayal. Totally. She just only has eyes for Bill. Marshall Bill because she's not a character at all. She's just. Yeah, girl exactly. And the I girl. mean, she's basically a prop. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody yeah. laugh at the old drunk when he uh-huh. falls out of a chair. <laughs> everybody <laughs> roll credits. And that's what movies. Whenever somebody's like, man, they don't make them like they used to, this is the shit they mean. Mm-hmm. Thanks. When you hear old timers. <laughs> When your dad and your grandpa are saying, like, ah, these movies today, they aren't like they used to be. No, thank fucking God. Mm -hmm. Because this is what they used to be. 18 of these every year. No thanks. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what they remember, but it's not what I'm seeing. And it's, thank goodness. Thank goodness for CGI and acting classes and... (laughs) 
a, and decent a little writers. less racism and sexism. <laughs> Better lines. Mm-hmm. Yikes. And that's Roll Thunder Roll. Everybody. Um, I think the first one was called Red Rider Ride or something like that. I was just looking. I mean, they're really redundant with these titles. They were catchy. And what did Thunder have to do with anything in this movie? Ride, Rider, Ride. And there's another one that's like Rider and the Prize Fighter or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the other names yeah. are. But... Yeah, this is the first one in that series. Ride, Rider, Ride. And it's 59 minutes, 1949. All... Well... It was that time in the episode where I press the magic button to see what next week's, now I keep saying next week's, next episode's movie, chosen completely random from everything streaming, will be pressing the magic button now. Next week's movie is Wish Upon a Star <gasps> from 1996. Yes! It is, do you, are you, do you know this movie? You sound excited. Yes, I just watched it the other day. For real? How interesting. <laughs> uh, it is on Prime Video, Tubi, and Pluto TV for free. If you prefer, mm-hmm. it looks it's got like Catherine Heigl in it. Yes, it has a like very it. young Catherine Heigl and oh, Danielle mm-hmm. Harris. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was this totally, is like a I Disney mean, Channel movie, right? Yeah, looks like it. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know, like it's a Cinderella story shit. type of thing. Yeah, it it's cute. I mean, it's kind of corny, but it's definitely cute. It's definitely nostalgic of that era. <laughs> The late 90s. Mid 90s Disney <laughs> Channel 90s. movies. All right. The clothing I mean, and the makeup is just. It's got to be more uh, interesting mwah. than Roll Thunder Roll. For sure. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm betting this has a. I'm betting there's a certain age group of people. We were just talking about this last night, actually, because we saw a commercial for Hocus Pocus, too. I've we were just talking it. about. I've never seen Hocus Pocus, Me and neither has she. Never. And I feel because I feel like Hocus Pocus is a movie that there was a very slim window. You had to be just the right age when that movie came out, and it's a movie that's just in your heart and soul. And if you were just a yeah. little too old for it or a little too young for it, you missed that window, and you don't give a fuck. Because mm-hmm. I've never seen Hocus Pocus. I don't care. <laughs> like People love it so much, well, but I'm like, okay, I'm sure it's fine. I'll watch it sometime, probably. But I think, it, I missed too, it, it's man. become... It's become like a cult classic a little bit, especially in certain communities, like the queer community, I think, is more into it, or at least used to be, uh, than maybe like mainstream culture, just because of, oh, the one of the witches, what's her name? I'm totally Bette, losing Bette Midler, that. is it? Bette Midler, um, because Bette Midler, and yeah. so well, it could be that, Sarah too. Jessica Parker, Parker from yeah. S- Sex in the City, yeah. so that there's the kind of that audience too. Anyway, yeah, and I think Focus was... is not next week's movie, <laughs> yeah. but it just yeah. I feel like Wish Upon a Star could very well be one of those the same kind of like if you were yeah. if you were the right age in 1996 when that was playing on Disney Channel four times a week, you might yeah, know was... and love this movie. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. I was 12, so I was right in there. 12. Um, so. But yeah, these were like high schoolers, but you can definitely tell it was geared towards like a teen, like young teen, tween audience kind of thing. Because it was all about romance and the prom. And yeah, I won't <laughs> spoil it, but yeah, it's cute. All right. It should be an easier one. <laughs> Probably. So yeah, so that is everyone's homework for next week. Wish Upon a Star, Upon a star. from 1996 on one more time. Amazon Prime if you have it, and if not, very free on Tubi and Pluto TV, free things that people should take advantage of. Good to see you, ma'am. Yes, good to see you. I know. It's been forever. Um, I've just been kind of a duddy friend lately. Um, 
there's just been a lot going on here. My chickens are laying eggs and my kids are going all directions. And, and you have just, awesome uh, hair. Oh, thank you. Like it's growing out a little bit in the bright purple right now. It's growing out. So I'm getting ready to do a darker, like, you know, fall, winter purple. Where can people find you? I'm at Eat Chicken Tender on Twitter, and it's like uh, Emily Chicken Tender, I think, on IG. I am Renka Chicka on Instagram and Carrie Valeries on Twitter. I am at Heath Lambert78 on Twitter. The show is at That's a Random P2. The show is also on TikTok now. Mm-hmm. I don't Yay. know what I'm doing because I'm an old man, but. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expect much of it, but it's That's So Random Podcast on TikTok as well. And then the show Yay. has an email address, that's a random pod at gmail.com. Artwork for the show by Joe Humphrey, who is at Mr. Joe Humphrey on Twitter and Slasher. That's it. It's been so awesome to see you. Yeah, you too. Both of you. It's, I love you both. Um, no. People. So I always feel comfortable like being a goofball, being myself around you, which is rare for me. So that's nice. <laughs> Good. We just bye. Good, good. <laughs> All right. Well, on behalf of myself and Carrie and Emily, uh, that'll do it for this week. See you back here next week for Wish Upon a Star. Goodbye.